Welcome to Aquarian Anarchy, everybody. Yes, Marcus, I called an audible. I'm not reading the quote off the top anymore. Um, I am Chad. You see Marcus and Nico down below. We have a very special guest making his second appearance. Uh, Hotep Bordecai, the conservatarian. Uh, he's Black John Wick now. Um, you know him as Jeff Charles. Um, welcome, Jeff. Thank you for joining us yet again. Yeah, thanks for having me back. It's yeah. Fun. All right. Welcome so, aboard. So, so we're gonna we're gonna get into we're gonna get into this issue. We talked about it on Twitter a couple of weeks back um, about a national divorce, secession, you know, a breakup. Um, we're gonna get into that in just a moment. First, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go through our quote. And Nico, I need you to get ready for our promo while I'm oh, reading yeah. this quote. Here we go. Murray Rothbard says, "If the bulk of the public were really convinced of the illegitimacy of the state." If it were convinced that the state is nothing more or less than a band, a bandit gang writ large, then the state would soon collapse to take on no more status or breadth of existence than another mafia gang. And with that, we will go right into our promo. Nico, hit it. Yo, we're about to go into a great episode. And without further being said, I would like you to promote nigga power where you will help us out and donate five dollars for a brother me or my man's charles i mean you know marcus and chad they're they're always included but for this sake just help out with the nigga power and uh donate that five dollars um and i think we're on the same page for where this conversation goes so if you donate to us you donate to the cause of niggas thank you very much (laughs) Niggas can always use some more power. We we do. We we most definitely do. All right. So with that, um, Marcus, we have our work cut out for us. Um, We are going to be talking about secession. Secession, and uh, we're going to try to not sound racist when we talk about secession. Um, Here we go. So we are headed down a path where it looks like this shit is inevitable, and. Jeff, you had some comments about how you thought it either might be too late or it wasn't possible or it might be ugly or whatever it is. I'm going to let you go ahead and explain your case for why you think it either isn't possible or it's less likely or maybe it's going to be difficult and uh, or whether you're even in favor of it to begin with, even if it were easy. And then we will uh, crush your argument. (laughs) I feel on this. And um, uh, on red state, it's actually behind the paywall. But I'm not necessarily opposed to the idea. Um, I just think it's, I, I, nothing is impossible. I just mm-hmm. it's very likely. Um, now I think that something like that could happen if, say, the federal government were to crumble, or if people were to say we want to dissolve the federal government. That all sounds great, but realistically. Is that going to happen? Is the national psyche going to ever get to that point, no matter how much we supposedly hate each other? Because we are divided. I'm just not convinced that everybody is, is as divided as they want us to think. I mean, could something like that happen? I mean, if, if the federal government were to dissolve and then we just have 50 separate nations, people have talked about that. I, that, that might be possible. But I'll say this. If it is going to happen, it ain't going to happen in our, in our lifetime. And honestly, I think that we have become so complacent as a country that we are letting the government get more and more power. 
even when it's annoying to us, when, even when yeah. we don't like it. And I, I just the way we've become so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, not lazy, but, but complacent. Domesticated? Domesticated, complacent. I mean, as a nation, we have. I mean, there are a lot of people who do want actual freedom and they want to fight for that freedom. But honestly, I mean, if you look at what happened with this this COVID hysteria that is still going on, I mean, we're, we have become complacent. And like, for, I, I was on, I can't remember which podcast I was on. I, I was, um, oh, it was on the Red and Black show. Or no, no, I, I can't remember. Anyway, but they asked, you know, oh, it was on Sonny Johnson's show. She asked if if America, when this whole COVID thing does pass, because they're not going to be able to keep it going forever, even though they, they want to, when it does pass, will the nation have what will the nation have learned about the role of government and how society works? And I had to give her the answer. I said nothing. For the for most of us, we've learned nothing from us. I do think that there might be a smaller group of people who have, and that's a positive sign. But as mm-hmm. a whole. When we look back on this, I don't know that we're going to say that we really learned much from it. So is it possible? Yeah, of course. I mean, Texas talks about seceding all the time. And that talk will go away soon if we turn blue, by the way. But, I mean, it's possible. I just don't think it's likely. Uh Well, I kind of want to dive in myself uh, to a couple of the points. Number one, I agree with you on a lot of your points. Um, And I'm in 100% favor of secession in in any particular way. And I want to kind of back up uh, and and kind of define what what I'm talking about when when I'm Mm -hmm. conquering this. And that is that um, I saw a meme probably last week that said um, the first thing you need uh, from people uh, if you're going to get anarchy is that people will have to become anarchists. And I think that that is absolutely true. You can't, uh, I've heard libertarians on multiple fronts say, I I believe in anarchy and I want to have anarchy, but it's just never going to be possible. And I I think that, um, that the the first thing that has to happen for us to achieve anarchy in any particular way is for more people to believe that it is possible. So I think that um, that step in this particular um, argument you've already taken, you are already um, conceding that it is possible um, to get to secession. Um, Where I would agree and disagree is I do think that, for instance, uh, and I know that we bring him up a lot because he's a good friend of ours, but um, I do think that Adam Kokesh had the best strategy to getting there. And that is uh, putting a referendum in front of the American people where that's an option, where they um, have the ability to say, yes, I think that we would be better off with 50 individual states. That all being said, um, that that might, might, you know, he didn't do all that well with the Libertarian Party. So um, when looking at strategies to how to get to freedom, um, secession comes up a lot. And we have several friends that are uh, um, Mark Kreslin is uh, Kreslin's as an example, who are very involved in the uh, secessionist movement. Um, Also, Marcus Ruiz Evans of uh, CalExit. And um, one thing that um, Marcus says, kind of to your point, Jeff, is that, for instance, Rhode Island would have a hell of a time being its own country right now. That would be very difficult for it to do. But con- but places like California and Texas, and possibly some of the other uh, larger, uh, more economically large states might have, a, a, like New York, for instance, might have right. an ability to do that as well. 
Um, probably not yeah. Illinois. <laughs> Nico. Uh, but just because y'all don't know how to do nothing. But <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, Sonny Boy. Hold oh on, no, where'd Chad hold go? Hold okay, there he is. Um oh, but no. resegregate us. I'm on that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Oh uh, yeah, Chad, you want to play these games? So but at the end of the day, I think that um I think we froze up. We did no, no I'm I, I see everybody perfectly fine. Right. I, I I might be Chad that froze up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't see Chad anymore. Okay. So just to, to kind of continue, um, I think that at the end of the day, um, that it will take some baby steps. I think that right. are you back, Chad? Yeah, my bad, y'all. I, I can't apparently move this thing. It disables the mic and I couldn't hear anybody. So oh, okay. Pardon me. That's okay. And so I, I just to finish up my point. Um, so I do think that if, if for instance, today, every all 50 states said, fuck the United States, we're going to fall apart. I do not think that would work. I don't. I think that the majority of people are not prepared for secession today. Right. But I think we're moving in that direction. So that kind of, I, I, uh, of that. Yeah, I want to hear Nico, Nico no, redirect. I, I uh, well, I mean, he agreed with how secession wouldn't work only due to the fact that people are way too divided more than they meets the eye, more than that, like, they really perceive. Like, if all this shit, like, really, really, like, crumbles, think about all the interactions you have to do with the people of your inside neighborhood that nobody really took the time to get. Your your neighbor might really really like hate you, <laughs> and you never know it. You absolutely right. never know it because you don't take the time to like really go out there. So then, when you more explore more of your uh, community, and this is on the the side of you not really exploring your community, um, you don't know everybody's viewpoints. So if one person is jabbed and another person is not, then it's like white versus black all over again. Like, oh, you're one of those people. You don't believe in science, huh? I bet you believe that uh, the Kraken's real or some shit like that. Like, they'll they'll just completely dismiss your notion. So, therefore, segregation is really heavy based on certain groups and understanding of viewpoints. And if we take away that notion, then there's always the notion of Still my skin. There's still a problem with that. There's so many different sections that divide people. Now, if people were in their own little areas, and it was segregation, if you will, and I don't care about skin color, we're talking about jab from unjabbed, I think it'd be a different story. Or um, it would be uh, a much bigger to work with opposed to being scattered and not knowing who is left to right. That's my point. So, yeah. So Chad, right. what, what are your thoughts? Well, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to allow Jeff to kind of uh, respond to what you okay. said and everything. I want to, I want to hear from our guests a little bit more and then I'll, and then I'll give my, uh, my, cool. my take. Yeah. I, I would like mm -hmm. to understand because uh, Marcus, you, you, you said that, 
we are moving in that direction. But from what I'm seeing, like I said, I think we're becoming more complacent about the government expanding. It's expanding like every single day. So sure. like I said, it's possible, but if it is, I think it's gonna get a lot worse before we actually do start moving in that direction. But I would be curious to know what, what you're seeing, because you might be seeing something that, uh, that I'm not. What are you seeing that is making you think that we are moving more in the direction of people value, valuing actual freedom? Well, I guess any of the three of us could actually probably field that. But what I'm actually seeing more on the ground is, I have said this before, um, you know, say 150 years ago, Lysander Spooner was out in the middle of nowhere. I think he was in Ohio and he was probably the only anarchist in Ohio. He did. That's all. And, um, and I felt I would feel bad for him. <laughs> you know, he's the only one out there. And then, you know, you come to the turn of the century, you know, 1900s, Emma Goldman's out doing her thing. And then you, you have all these one and two people. And then this weird guy comes on on the scene in the, uh, the you know, the, the more or less the 50s named Murray Rothbard, who says, hey, you don't even have to be a socialist to be an anarchist. And <laughs> and says, how about we try this mix in capitalism with it, too? And suddenly a shit ton of people went, oh, that makes sense. And we've seen in in the past, I'd, I'd say I've, I've more or less been, been a full anarchist, if you will, for about five years, you know, and um, I've seen where I was one of the only to there's a shit ton of us um, at this point, And that's just five years. And I think that you're right. There, there are a bunch of sheep out there who are doing exactly what they're told. They're lining up, doing everything they're telling you. You can look at Australia and, and see where it goes right. if we continue right. to do that. But you also see massive protest, protests in the streets. You also see massive uh, protests in New York, in Los Angeles, in places that you would not think would be people that think for themselves that beyond titles like anarchist or, or, uh, or conservative or liberal, just people tend to in large cities um, be more um, trusting of the government and they're not. And I think my personal opinion is that with a lot of this COVID nonsense, I think they've gone too far. And I think that what they've done is let the genie out of the bag and um, once people get a taste of freedom, that's what the... he's in a lamp or a bottle. He's never in a bag, Marcus. Right. Well, okay. Okay. They let him out of the bottle. Don't mix your metaphors. Okay. <laughs> mix the metaphors. The bottle's in the bag. It's a, it's right. a bottle. That's holding... right. The bottle is oh, in the you. bag. It's one of those wine skins or something. I got right, you. For All sure. Right. Well, no, I'm but... talking about old English that you drink. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. The right, crown right, royal, right, sure. old English. Yeah, yeah. I got you. All right. But... But I do think that people are beginning to wake up. And I think the the reason, um, I, I, I think in terms of chess, and I try to think two steps ahead. And one of the things that I look at is I think things are too bad right now for it not to be planned to be too bad. And, um, and in my opinion, they're waiting for a savior to come in and dominate. And what we're seeing is that people are starting to not toss away um, ideas like um, capitalism, for instance. I don't like that word, but that that to use that word, um, they're not throwing that away. What they're throwing away is centralization of fat power, and what you can you can see that in evidence in Bitcoin. And because of that, 
um, people looking at decentralization of power, they are more likely to um, to go on and go to the next step. I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow. I'm saying that, once again, we are moving in that direction, but it's an underground. We're still a minority. It took right. 3% of the population to overthrow the largest uh, empire the world had ever seen in 1776. If we get to 10%, we'll overthrow this one. So there was something I wanted to ask, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, that, that's right. So what, what what do you think the road to that type of society would look like? I mean, because to me, I, I still have trouble believing that it could happen nonviolently too. Because you know if some states want to secede, you know, the, the progressive crowd, they want to control everything, right? Mm -hmm. They want to control everything around them. So if Texas wants to secede, I don't see them letting that go peacefully. And nobody wants a shooting, a shooting war. And that and uh, the secession would be probably probably the only way to have a type of national divorce. But how would that even come about? Like like how like, let, let's, say, let's say let's say let's say we're we're the ones who are in charge of making sure that we become Ancapistan. How do we make it happen? Whoops, unmute my mic. Um, so my it's interesting that you that that you lay that one up to me because I that that was kind of where I was going to be going anyway. I read the your way, mind. The way I see this is, first of all, um, the fact that people are too complacent actually I think feeds the overreach of of the monster of of the of tyranny i don't think it's over yet i don't think it's anywhere close to over right. you marcus you say you think they've gone too far i don't think they're done going as far no, as they're going to go at all and that's what's going so that you know you have this old you know this old saying you know um hard men create good times good times create soft men soft men create bad you know harsh times and then you know those harsh times create hard men and then the cycle repeats we are in the process of that complacency costing us dearly uh -huh. and that cost is going to wake more people up to actually and and look some of us have already begun the process of withdrawal to a certain degree uh -huh. okay and so i don't i don't necessarily even think that it has to be um so much of a functional um, withdrawal once there's enough of a, of, a, of an actual, um, withdrawal, whether it's on paper or not in, you know, an, a formal withdrawal from, from this system, from this process. And the other thing is too, I, I look at this because this has become, you know, first of all, if you go back and, and, and read, uh, the Patriot report by our good friend, Hotep Jesus, um, and then you go through like the series that he's been putting together where he goes through it on um, the last few weeks. Um, you, you see that what we have here is not actually a country and a government, but a corporation that we have all been uh, made part of. And the other corporations that are incorporated into that government, when they file their articles of incorporation, right. <laughs> um, they are what is actually driving this whole process that we are seeing right now if you look at it like i know you know gavin newsom does his stuff and you have like mayors here and there that are doing things um but by and large this stuff is coming from corporations yep all of the mandates and everything all of the the, the people who are following through and enforcing it the corporate arm of this 
large corporation that is the United States government is actually what's driving this. And so I think the big withdrawal that needs to happen is people starting to to see that writing on the wall and to recognize that their local people who they can go and see face to face and who they can count on if the shit really hits the fan. Like what's one of the things that we haven't even seen this shoe drop yet is what it looks like when all this shit that's offshore and everything that hasn't gotten into the ports right. yet, when that stuff really gets backed up to the point where people can't eat, people don't have resources anymore. Okay. So what's your fallback plan? Do you right. have, do you have enough food of your own? Do you have people in your local area who you can go to, to, to get eggs, to get, you know, uh, grain or whatever, beans, rice, you name it. That's the sort of thing where when people are pushed to that point and you give them the blueprint by necessity for, oh shit, how do I do this? Let me figure out how I can, how I can survive without all these things. You create a group of people who all of a sudden realizes I don't need these motherfuckers anymore. Like, why do I, why do I need, they, when the shit hit the fan, they weren't there. They didn't have anything. The shelves were mm -hmm. empty. And I went to my farmer's market. I went to this place. I went to the, you know, the, I, I networked with people. So I think in a certain sense, what is happening is actually accelerating that, that curve. Yeah. So I, I don't disagree that there's a complacency <laughs> and that people are, um, kind of taking some of this stuff lying down to a certain degree. But I think that there's so much ground being consumed that it it is going to go too far and it's going to push people to the point where they have to become more self-reliant. And once you find that self-reliance, you realize that you don't need that, that stuff anymore. And so like withdrawing from and, and seceding from the corporate structure and doing more, um, group economics and uh, family and internal banking where you're not going to your big banks and all this stuff for mm -hmm. uh, funding and resources. Mm -hmm. And you're actually buying land and you're, or, or you're taking the land that you have and you're cultivating it and making use of it. It, it becomes a whole different uh, structure. And I think that's why there's been such a push from some of this, some of these big corporations and some of the elites to gobble up land while nobody's looking is because they see like that's the that's kind of the escape route and so they're kind of smoking the fox out of the hole to a certain degree right. and they're trying to plug every hole possible but um human beings are are nimble and resourceful and i i see this as actually pushing to that point where we're we're gonna okay we're gonna get question yeah, go how do you get somebody out of the corporate mindset when all we've been driven to as an american culture faced on collegiate and school and then mm -hmm. after work the down the pipeline how do you get them in the mindset that i don't need a corporation anymore the, what the, the empty shelves you know i mean oh, think about think about you know where do you i'm not going to say that you buy drugs uh that are not uh legal or anything like that but where do people that, where do people that, where do people that, acquire these things I you know? that. Huh? yeah no so people People acquire these things, right? We don't. They this acquire right now? them without going because to Walmart. I'm black? And without no, no, no. 
<laughs> Thank uh, you, man. That means that he has a pusher, man. Yeah, I, people, I see what you're doing, colonizer. People, people acquire, people acquire <laughs> the things that they want and need without having to go to Walmart, Costco, Publix, whatever to get them, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, I think that to answer your question, how do you create that mindset that disconnects from that corporate uh, corporatism? Is empty shelves. <laughs> and not being allowed to go into the store because you don't have a card that says you can go into the store will create black markets and underground. And once you do that, good luck getting those people back out of the black market. Yeah. When it's cheaper. Right. Right. It's so, so that's, that's my, that's, that's my semi response to that. Earlier kind of dovetailed with what I was saying, because I was, I'm thinking like, you know, if this does happen, like we're not just gonna go there. There has to be something that happens. We we're mm-hmm. we're not feeling the pain yet. I mean, we're, we're right. feeling pain, but yeah, we're absolutely. not feeling enough pain. And that's right. basically yes. what you just said. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they do go further and there is more pain, and you know, you might be right. Maybe they did miscalculate in how far they could push us. Maybe they mm-hmm. didn't. But yeah, it's yeah. gonna have to take some remains to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's gonna take. I think it, it'll have to take a lot more pain, and I hate to say that because that means that people's lives are gonna be ruined. Oh yeah. No. There. There are gonna be some people who will be lost. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And, like there are gonna be some people who will not will not wake up in time before Freddy Krueger gets them. Yeah. Um, and and what, what I'm concerned about. I mean, we talk a lot about socialism and communism. I'm starting to wonder if we should actually be more concerned about fascism. And when no, I say fascism, I, I mean like actual fascism. I'm not talking about, oh, you don't agree with woke stuff or you don't right. agree with the left. I'm, I mean, when, when you see corporations working hand in hand with the government, mm-hmm. we're not talking about socialism anymore, nope. are we? I mean, they're, they're, one of my colleagues at Liberty Nation, uh, a site that I write for, he brought this up and I had been kind of thinking about it, but when he laid it out, I was like, you know what? I think this might be more of an issue. I mean, when you have the government working with Facebook to suppress more information, to, to do more censorship, that's a problem when you have the government forcing corporations to require uh, 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 vaccines or testing. That's that's an issue, and we know the corporations they want power, they want money, they don't want communism. There is no corporation that wants communism nope. because that means they're gone. They don't have power, but mm-hmm. fascism that where they have the government working <laughs> hand in hand with them and and allowing them to, or forcing <clears throat> or controlling their businesses, at least they still get to you know get that money. So. If that well, they're happens, controlling the government, so so it, it works, it works well for them. Yeah, and then you have that, and then you also have the press, which is which is a huge yeah. part of the issue. So mm-hmm. I could see all of that creating enough pain to where people will finally adopt that mindset. Because really, when that happens, when people do revolt or have a revolution, it's because you've pushed them too far. Correct. And right now, we are still complacent. That, that's why I say I think it's possible that it could happen, and it would probably be be distant in the future. But I. I, I yeah, I think, think it's going to look more like a retreat than a secession, though, I guess is what I'm saying, is that mm-hmm. it's going to look more like a withdrawal, a, a you know what I mean, a, a, re- a recession. And I don't mean recession in terms of economic, but I mean like receding, you know, away apart from the cities. And Because if you look at like how American society used to be, it was much more rural, much more small town. Right. And then the industrial age. And and again, these corporations, these large corporations drove people into cities because they needed factory workers. And you, you had the, the, the way that the educational system evolved into basically creating a bunch of good, obedient factory workers who were not 
really good at questioning things and um and and like questioning authority like obedience to authority standing in line not talking looking at the authority figure in the front of the room and shutting up and letting them talk and let them tell you what you needed to know and you know that that sort of thing actually built this you see it now right <laughs> Yeah. Pay attention to the person who's telling you to do something and then do it. Otherwise, you're going to get in trouble. You'll go to the principal's office or you'll get recess taken away or whatever the Does fuck it is. Does this mean know. that, like, I didn't listen in class? Because, like, <laughs> I was, like, a fairly, like, solid student for the most part. Like, Right. But I did enough to get work. by and I drew mazes and uh, played games and stuff. I think this was all for the, the kids who had ADHD but were never prescribed those pills. Yeah, right. I think we're doing right. I think we're doing so, good. That's right. So I think for me, um, one of the things I want to, to kind of redirect this to, to because um, Jeff, you're largely saying it, it's possible, but it could be way off the, the in mm. the future. I think it could be tomorrow. And here's why. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's likely to be tomorrow, but I think it could be. Okay. And, and the reason is, is we've already seen the, because, because I largely agree with Chad, but I, but I also am, I, I'm by nature an optimist and, um, I, yeah, I really, <laughs> right. And, and, um, so Ultimately, I look at history as a, a teaching tool. And one of the things that I've seen is um, several years ago, let's say, I don't remember if it was four, three, four years ago, um, we were certain that we were going to have this unified European bloc that was going to have, everybody was going to have the euro, everybody was going to develop and do that. And that went to shit when Britain said, go fuck yourself. And they, and they, in essence, seceded from Europe. Now, you can make the argument that it's different, da-da-da-da-da. I get it. It's also, it was also different when there France... There there, yeah. Yeah, when France decided to tell their king to go fuck themselves, it was different than when the United States said, go fuck your king. But it was still the same seed. And when Britain seceded from United Europe, they kind of paved the way and you're seeing other um, countries in Europe starting to move in that direction as well. And I'm not saying that, that again, it's not likely to happen tomorrow, but um, the, the groundwork for this happening, we've it, for anybody that hasn't watched our um, interview with Marcus Ruiz Evans, I strongly suggest it because he lays, he, he, tells people they have like they are laying the groundwork it is happening in california they are starting to um this get is, what they this need is left place. california this isn't right. like this isn't irvine or something like that where it's right. you know conservative california this is like right. they want us to see too they're like yeah right. good yeah. luck without us Bye-bye. you know and so yeah and so um, they're laying the groundwork and where i think it happens is either and in my guess is it'll be both um, it'll either happen in Texas or it will happen in California and it will happen exactly yeah. because of the reasons you just laid out. Texas isn't going to accept, um, fascism. I, I get that, that it's starting to become more purple or whatever. Okay. That's because a lot of people have decided to stay the hell home. And that, that is largely, I think yeah. what that you're seeing in that is they realize that this is all a, a dog and pony show and they, they're not playing in the, the reindeer games anymore. But uh, most Texans are not going to accept fascism. They're not going to take, um, I don't care if it's George W. Bush, who was originally from, who was from Texas. 
I, I don't care. They're not going to get take their orders, and you're a Texan. You know, they're not going to take their orders. No, Jeff's from... a Californian living in Texas. No, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> no, it's, it's going to take it out, so now I can call myself a Texan. I guess. All right, all right, all right. But you, you live in so Austin, though, gonna so take... you're still a Californian. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> But the, but Texans aren't going to take their orders from a fascist, and um, and the, they may tend to be more on the conservative side of things or on the right. And um, in California, they're not going to take their orders from a fascist either, and that's because they want communism. They want real communism. Now, you and I and and everybody here knows that real communism is impossible, but they don't. And they're not going to take orders from a fascist. So you're going to have people laying that groundwork over the next few years. And I really do think that it is possible for it to start happening. But it will have to happen, in my opinion, in one of those two states, at least. My, my opinion is it will move in that direction. Within the next, I'd say, 50 years, we're going to be looking at a real uh, divorce. And Which now that may not be my time. Which do you think will go first? Because I think that there's that movement to secede in Texas and in California. And I do agree with you. It will be one of those two states, maybe even at the same time. But which right. do you think will go first? I think it'll be California. And the reason is because um, b because California is, the I think, the fifth largest economy in the world by itself. And they just have the infrastructure to make it work. And um, because we're not talking about California becoming a anarchist state, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about um, about right. Texas becoming an anarchist state. Again, these are baby steps. You know, one of the things that Murray Rothbard really um, nailed in his opinion on things is we need to learn some shit from these socialists. They know how to take over a society, and they do it incrementally and they do it slowly. And we need to learn that tactic. And um, yeah, a lot of times purists are their own worst enemy because correct. they, they won't yeah. take a small victory because it's not the complete victory. Right. 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 And so I, I think that we're, we are moving in that direction. I do think that they are exacerbating it. And I actually think that we are experiencing a reaction. We're experiencing them saying, we better get control of these people. These people are about to be free. And I don't know why I don't understand the mindset, but I do think we're moving there now that I just, again, I'm an optimist. I just laid out, you know, a possible scenario. Do I actually think that it's going to happen in the next year? No, I do not. I think we are headed for a shit storm. One of the things I also want to touch on, uh, Jeff, that you mentioned is we hope for no violence. I absolutely agree. We hope for no violence. It is possible. John Locke pointed it out that the um, there was a bloodless war in uh, Europe in his lifetime that he was at the kind of tail end of. It is possible to have a more or less bloodless war, but it's not likely. And the, uh, the realist. I'm not going to lie to you. I think that the way that things are going and how like blatantly ignorant people are, like if we take this, and I know this is left field, but let's say, for example, Dave Chappelle, we got a whole mass of people ready to cancel Dave Chappelle instead of like Netflix and right. things of that nature. And that's just over some jokes, my guy. Right. <laughs> that's just over some jokes. No shit. Yeah. So like, when it becomes much more of a critical process, you know, once we got tested uh, with 
the first wave of uh, Mamavid, mm-hmm. and everybody started snatching toilet paper and shit. The lockdowns and, and everything. The, yeah. It showed how some of the people who've truly conformed will act genuinely. Mm-hmm. Those will be the people out in the street acting violent and idiotic, but the ones with common sense will be in their home saying, this is not my war. Yeah. So I think there will be bloodshed, but I don't think it will be to the magnitudes that people are kind of hoping or imagining. I think hoping is part of the the key too. They are definitely trying to get a civil war. And I still think, yeah. And I think that the reason they want that civil war, and that's a different thing than secession. We're talking about peaceful secession. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Civil war, the reason that they want that is because the same reason that uh, what happened in the Soviet, what became the Soviet Union, um, people saw a corrupt government, sound familiar, um, saw a corrupt government with with a leader who didn't know how to lead, Mm, sound familiar, and (laughs) they rebelled. Let's go, Brandon. Right, exactly. (laughs) And and so... So I'm sorry, I did re- a hate speech. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so they they rebelled from actually from the right largely, but the left was more organized, and that's how we wind up with the Soviet Union. And I think they're trying to create a very similar situation. So Jeff, with with, uh, with Texas and Florida, okay, I, I know that there's we, we've talked about like if you look at the past several election cycles, how, how the, the needle is moving more purple. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you think that that's changing in the last couple of years because of how people have like seen like, okay, well I can move there. Like I I live in Louisiana and like the Louisiana governor was like the first one to do, uh, you know, mask mandates and everything this year, you know, coming out of this, uh, like they, they had knocked them down in April and they were back in July. Um, and you know, LSU was the only sec school that had, uh, which we call it that had, uh, vaccine mandates and mask mandates or whatever for football games. And I, I'm just, I'm looking at like how some of these States are kind of pushing people to, Texas and Florida, mm-hmm. do you see that, that that it's possible that that needle may be moving back or at least stopping, if not moving back in the other direction because of the exodus of people who are coming, who are like not down with all that shit and who want what Texas is right now and what Florida is right now versus, you know, just leaving, just leaving California because the taxes are high and then basically turning Texas into California when they get here or, or in Florida, you know, turning Florida into New York when they get there. So, so what, just to make sure I understand the question, you're asking if this is evidence that people maybe are waking up a little bit more or if it's no, just that, that, that people are, people might actually be turning Texas and Florida back more red or more. I don't even want to say red, blue, like, but like more free and less like, you know, uh, lockdown mandates, you know, uh, yeah. fascist. You know, it's hard to tell right now. It's very hard to tell. I suspect it's a little bit of both. I mean, because people like me, I, I'm, I was already a conservative, 
And mm -hmm. I left California because there were more, there was more opportunity here. Mm -hmm. um, and I suspect a lot of other conservative Californians are moving to Florida and and to, and to Texas. I, I don't really buy the notion that the reason why there's this push towards Texas going blue is because of Californians moving out here. I, I, I don't think that there are enough of us that have moved out there to do that. I think what's happening is that the Democrats are winning people over. I think that's, I mean, there's some other issues too, like with demographics and stuff like that. But I think yeah, the yeah. bottom line is the Demo Democrats are not afraid to fight in areas that don't vote for them because they do play that long game. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, but I, yeah. but at the same time, I do think that there is something to the, the notion that people like say from New York or California, they're coming to redder state, redder states because they're just tired, they're tired of living under a system that they disagree with. Mm -hmm. And especially because the progressive governance is so bad that it's made things worse, they created that pain point. I mean, if you live in Los mm -hmm. Angeles, you're dealing with a lot of homelessness issues, a lot of blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys know who, uh, Michael Malice. He moved out here to Austin and he right. has never lived anywhere other than New, New, York, New York City. Yeah. And he loves it. But they messed it up so bad that it drove him out. So I think mm -hmm. that there's a lot of both going on. But I couldn't tell you what's what which one is happening more or which group mm -hmm. is 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 moving here more yeah and if it's getting offset with immigration and things like that too yeah that too yeah I I also think that there is uh, something to be said, like for instance, um, when when we, we like to in in this country, we we divide things into the red and blue and and all of that stuff. You know, I've never fit really into either one of those camps. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we don't take into account is that the majority of people, or at least around half the people on average, don't vote. They don't they don't care. They don't go out. They don't they don't they don't play with that game. And some of those, uh, some of those people that are, are not red and blue team there. And I'm not talking about like the libertarians or the green party. I'm talking people, people that just don't give a shit to vote mm -hmm. like me. I don't, I don't It's not that I don't think that it's not valuable. I just, I, my vote is not going to matter. It, it just isn't. I'm in Indiana. They're going to vote red. It is what it is. It does not matter. Um, you know, and they've pushed the libertarians to nothingness because they've got it controlled. But um, but at the end of the day, most people do are not us. They do not think about this shit all the time. They do not think about all that mm -hmm. stuff. But right now, a boat ton of people are being made to think to about pay this. attention. Yeah. Yeah, so, true. so I think that that we have to take into account that a lot of those people are getting fed up. They're starting to look at their at their governor and say, "Why haven't you done something about this? If the federal government is is mandating this bullshit, why haven't you done something about this?" And when that governor has either, like in in my case, I live in Indiana, he has no real answer because he he mandated that shit too. He's a Republican, but he mandated all that shit too. So he, I will give um, him a little bit of props. He did not mandate the vaccine. I have to give him props for that um, and oppose that. But other than that, he was on board with everything else. Mm -hmm. And um, and so when, when somebody is looking at that kind of situation, why aren't you doing something and realizing that because I'm a part of the problem, the government is a gang of burglars. There is nothing they provide for the, the world. I think Thomas Paine had it correct when he said they are the no abilities. They don't have any abilities, so they come after the people that do and try to control them. 
And when people start waking up to that, and they are, I grant you slowly, but when they start being forced to look at it and go, this is just a bunch of criminals. Why are we giving these people power? And they start asking those questions. Especially when they're not abiding by the, the rules. Because uh, right. it's, it's we've always yeah, known right. that. But when, when it's a mask mandate and they go to a party, they go to a wedding and all this that's other kind of face. stuff. That's in, that's more in your face than just them like embezzling insider trading and all this kind of shit that you, ha you have to like find out through some investigative reporter, you know. And then you have to like read all the legalese and see how right. they violated the this like loophole or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a lot more nuanced with that shit than it is with, hey, you said we have to do this stuff and we can't go anywhere. Like the the uh, governor of uh, Gretchen Whitmer, her husband, like took his boat like out. You know what I mean? Like there's there's all these stories of people like outright violating the shit that they're making everyday people do, and and just. Uh, doing it in their faces. And so it is, you can't help but wake up to some of that, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and even here in Texas, I mean, there it, it was a little bit surprising to me at first, but among Republicans, there is a, a growing movement to, to get rid of Greg Abbott. And he, their thing is, he, he did the lockdown orders too. He, mm -hmm. he allowed the mask mandates too. Mm -hmm. He didn't do like DeSantis did. And he's good on he's good on other th on on well, some Well, Santa's did at first too, and then like but lifted it fairly early. Like it was like I, June I think, or June or July of two, of twenty twenty when he pulled it, and he and said we're never going clear, back. Fuck DeSantis. <laughs> okay, but like, but yeah, he did do he did lift lift those orders sooner. But I mean, yeah, very but early. This candidate Don Hafines. I mean, I saw I saw him speak at CPAC up in Dallas. And he brought the house down. He got, mm. and, and all he did was bash Greg Abbott, who wasn't there. Mm. And people were giving him standing ovations. So I think that that might be more of an indication that maybe people are just seeing that, you know, just like you said, Marcus, you're our governor. What the hell are you doing? Now, right now, he's, you know, going against these vaccine mandates. So that's good. But even with all yeah, of that, more of like a. Which way is the wind blowing kind of thing? I, yeah, you know? I think so. And I, I think that Republicans are not as excited about him. I think he'll still win, but I don't think people are really as excited about him as as they as they were before, even though President Trump endorsed him. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see incidents of this moving in that direction. Question that I do have, though, like if we were going to, to make this happen, what, what do you guys think about however we do it, or however it's done, a, a, an effort to get people to focus more on local politics. Because yeah, one of the reasons absolutely. why we're in this mess is because we focus more on the sexy federal government mm -hmm. than on the For federal, sure. or than on the local areas that we actually live in and that actually affect our lives. Mm -hmm. Do you think that people might be starting to focus on that a little bit more? Do you think that they're it's still the same? Or how, how do you think that figures into all of this? Because I, I think I it think could be a very important part. People watch too much TV, and so they're going to do whatever the TV tells them, and the TV tells them just pay attention to president and the Senate and you know shit like that. And so it's going to... That, that's going to be a hard. Um, now, the one thing you are seeing is, yeah, you know, there, there are more and more people are becoming semi celebrities <laughs> for going to their school board or going to city council and raising a ruckus. But even to that point, there was more that came out of that other than people just becoming celebrities. I mean, you had you have 50, oh, probably even up to 100 by now who are actually running for their school boards. No, that's true. Politics. And that's good. That's huge. Yeah. 
That's a big deal. And so so that that does give me hope. Another thing that gives me hope, though, is so I, I made a joke about it earlier. You know, let's go, Brandon. You put out uh, your I saw part of your um, your video from last night was 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 about uh, about that issue and about like self-censorship and, and that sort of stuff with with students and things like that. And like just people in general. I, I think that there's a flip side to that because I and I even like the, the study that you quote that you that you mentioned, I would even like want to ask the person who conducted that study, like, well, wait a second. Did you ask like more detail about that? About self? Because I remember I was self-censoring just because like I don't want to be perceived as a dick or, right. you know, I may feel like not completely confident in my perspective on something. And so I may be a little more reticent to, to say something. And so like with all this stuff where, you know, when you heighten this cancel culture and everything, I think it just maybe like exacerbates something that was already there. But what I want to say is that I look at what Facebook is doing where they are taking now, if you now let's go, Brandon is hate speech, according to Facebook. <laughs> I look at I look at that the big, it. and I mean we're doing this on on we're we're broadcasting on YouTube, but I will wait, say wait, you know that we are satire, also broadcasting right? on Libre TV. What's that? Wait, you know that was satire, right? That tweet. What was the Facebook one? Oh shit, that was. That was you just ah oh, man, you got like a billion <laughs> retweets out of that thing too. You motherfucker. I thought that was real. No, no, funny okay. story though. Funny story, I'll tell you really quick. And you might I have seen me tweet about too. it. Look, that, that so, shit okay. sounded real. Uh, that was good shit, well, man. And, and that's well the done. thing. It, it's believable. It's something yeah. that they would do. This is but, this uh, is something I've been saying for a long time. The onion yeah. and Babylon B are have their work cut out for them because they have to keep up with reality. It's hard. It's very <laughs> really hard, to, hard to do satire. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, a few hours ago, I got an email from a journalist working with the Associated Press, their fact checkers, asking me to confirm whether or not that tweet was satire. <laughs> so they're they're going to they're going they're actually going to fact they're check. Fact -check I, I was back yeah, it's satire, but they are going to, to publish a piece where they fact check satire. And I thought that the, the quote that I put there was stupid enough to where people would be like, okay, maybe this is a joke. But and I, and yeah, I think you I even misspelled the word whole. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, but anyway. So, so the the reason I'm bringing that up is because like you have a locals account. Yeah, and and we're we're doing this. We're we're simulcasting on YouTube, but also on Libre TV. Shout out to Saul G. Um, what back to my original point about receding and and kind of withdrawing and going to some alternatives that's that's kind of they, they're they're almost forcing that hand hmm. where they're, they're forcing people because if your account on whatever it is that's why that's why gab is what it is like the right. all the uh, a lot of the people on gab say whatever you want to say about gab but a lot of the people who are there are there because their facebook account doesn't exist anymore mm -hmm. their instagram too. account doesn't exist anymore you know like and then there's there's mines me we i mean there's all these different bit shoot and you know there's all these different odyssey whatever all these different things that nobody's on that that yeah. for now right but but the thing is there the, the underground i i sent when marcus and i first did this show together my the first episode that i appeared on with marcus back last april 
the day before I came on, I said, you need to watch Demolition Man because he had never seen it before. And I don't. Oh, yeah. And that's where I think this, that's where I think we are. Like, you can't exchange bodily fluids, no more handshakes. You know, you do like these cosmic high fives where you do like this and you don't ever touch anybody or anything like that. And, uh, you know, sex is like just like a, you put on like a little thing and you like experience it, but you don't actually do it. And yeah. all the babies are created in a lab. And uh, also, there's this whole underground in the sewers where Dennis Leary, as uh, was it Edward Friendly, um, is yeah, is the you know kind of runs the show down there, um, and they're eating rat burgers and everything else. I mean, that's we're kind of headed in that direction. We're like, do you want to be free? And maybe you might have to live in the sewer where it's a little more dangerous and it's a little more dirty, or do you want to live the sanitized, you know, very very controlled life above ground? And that's kind of that's kind of where I see this. That's the secession I think that I see. Hmm. And the that's social media facts. thing just kind of brings that to light. I that's think. big facts. Yeah, I, I do want to jump in here and say again, we are. I, I, although I agree with you largely, Chad. Um, I, I do want to throw in that's a, another du, uh, duality that we are trying to create. I plan on being a pirate. Um, my my. When I'm I'm not playing when I say that, I, I plan on you know running between both. I, I'm going to live as best as I can in the underground, if you will. But I'm I'm going to be getting shit when I can from mm. the system. I'm going to be pulling from it because the the best way any uh, the pirates had it right. They knew how to uh, um, take down the the powers that be in their time by attacking them at economically. And we can do the same thing. And if they're not going to let me buy shit at their store, I'll steal their shit. I don't care if I'm not allowed to buy that stuff. I'm taking it, you know, um, go fuck yourself. I'm a pirate. I don't care. And, um, and that's my way of fighting the system. And I will, I'm not going to until they make me, but if they make me, thievery, yeah, no, I don't condone. We don't condone so we don't thievery. Thievery. being black right now. We're voluntarists. We, we don't, we right. Don't. I don't, I don't condone it, uh, thievery. That's for sure. But I also need to feed my family, you but, know, as much as I agree with the nap as much. And I think that libertarians fight about the nap way too often. Mm -hmm. Um, at the end of the day, I'm going to feed my family. And if that means I need to steal from Walmart, I'm going to steal from Walmart. It is the bottom line that they will create a black market. And if I can make a profit off of that black market, you can bet your ass I'm going to if they have removed any chance of me doing what I need to do to, to supply my family on the up and up. That's just where I'm at. And I'm not alone. Jeff? Big fact. <laughs> are you going to steal from Walmart, Jeff? <laughs> uh, no, I'm Marcus with, with, with a pirate hat and an eye patch. I mean, right, 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 right. <laughs> no, it, 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 right. it, does, it does kind of, um, I mean, it's it's one of those, um, I, I, to your point about the nap, Marcus, I think pe the, people have way too much philosophical circle jerking around some of this stuff, and it's not enough about, like, the practical reality. I, I hear people talk about, like, you know, you shouldn't be like the thing with the the that thing that happened on that day in January, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this is wrong. This is like, bro, these you may disagree with their reasons for doing what they did. I thought it was kind of funny too. Um, you may disagree with their reasons for doing what they did. You know, like trying to you know overturn the election so that you know whatever that kind of shit. 
okay, but like, let's let's be real. Like, if some real motherfuckers who were going for the right reasons went and did that shit, like. I disagree with the libertarians who are like, you should never do this, whatever. Because no, like these are, these are the people who are bombing and murdering people all over the country. I mean, all over the world. And they're Mm -hmm. stealing from you day in, day out. Like, nah, fuck them. You know, like they, we, we were watching people celebrating fucking burning down the, uh, the streets in Minneapolis and everything else. Uh, where, where was, where was the, going after the damn government buildings that 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 are doing the, that are perpetrating this stuff why don't you go to the police precinct and do that shit why you had to tear down the footlocker or whatever and go to the fucking anyway it's well that's what we talked about with ronda when she came on <laughs> same, same well, thing it's even like even with the department of the, of the interior nobody's mad about that because they were left wing protests everybody is fake as fuck on this like everybody yeah. is a hypocrite nobody actually cares about this stuff if it had been black lives matter who went into the capitol they would be celebrated Mm-hmm. Nobody would be okay with it, especially and, if, if it was Trump had been elected. Right? You exactly. know? Like, it would be like it would they be were like, like, oh no, this a, is a righteous a revolt because Biden was duly elected and and they were trying to get their the the results overturned because Trump cheated because we had four years of Trump cheated before we this. We did, <laughs> and all of a sudden and, now and election results can't be questioned anymore. <laughs> yeah, and on the day that he was inaugurated. There were people rioting, and I mean, right. it, it, it's ridiculous. And that's one of the. That's why I can't stand the hypocrisy as, as much. Mm-hmm. I, that's why the lack of consistency pisses me off. Not just because it's stupid and because it's wrong, but because it's dangerous. It's destroying mm-hmm. us. The fact Everything. that we're just so obsessed with the, uh, with supporting our team that we are willing to tolerate behavior from people who have the same letter by their names exactly. as we do, we knowing damn well that if somebody else mm-hmm. on the other side did it. That then we would be all up in arms. No, mm-hmm. we, if, you, if you're going to be against something that's wrong, then be against something that is wrong no matter who does right. it. Mm-hmm. This team sports mentality is destroying us, and it may even lead to what we're talking about here. But <laughs> right. it, 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 nothing good is coming of this because our leaders and our chattering class and our influencers know that they can do whatever they want, and their people will still back them up no matter what. And they'll send yeah. them money because they're, yeah. they're feeding them red meat. Well, yep. Tr- Trump said it himself. He said, I could shoot somebody in Times Square and my my and my popularity or something like that would grow. And he's absolutely right. He is absolutely right. Yeah. And we had a governor here in Louisiana, Edwin Edwards. He said, unless they find me in bed with what was it? It was with a dead woman or a live boy, they can't touch me. <laughs> and it was like what and, and now in 2021 i don't know he might still be okay even with one of those two yeah, that's the thing I'm, I'm, I mean, he might still get away with that shit. <laughs> right at the end of the day um i think that my personal opinion is we are moving to a world and again i i admit i'm an optimist and and i really do believe the good guys win i believe that at the end of the day when things get done the movie ends and I want to return to that in just a second. But when the movie ends, the good guys have won at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I also want to add to that. Demolition that always, Man, too, by the way. They win. What was that, Chad? In Demolition Man, the good guys win. Right. And um, I, I, I do need to, to also point out that because I do have a spirituality, that we need to always remember this is the testing ground. This mm-hmm. is not the end of the story. And prove your worth here and how you prove your worth here is by standing on principle 
standing for, up for rights rights, stealing from Walmart when you have to. And, <laughs> and well, the like, what what this what's guy. justifiable to steal from Walmart? Like <clears throat> I understand like a pack of underwear or like you know you need some vegetables or you know some fruits, but like a candy bar or like one of those like time magazines that they got right in the slots about like uh Arnold Schwarzenegger finally getting divorced or some shit like that. Can we can we take one of those? The 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 answer for me, really, Nico, is when they don't let you me buy. When I walk in with a hundred dollars and they won't let me buy a candy bar. Oh yeah, I'll take. Oh, yeah. the candy we staying bar. in that shit. We staying in that shit for sure. Well, I mean, because at, at that at that point, if the government mandates something like that, then they're violating the, the non-aggression principle, and the corporations that's, are going that, along. That's exactly my point. They're trying yeah. to starve you because you're not yeah. doing what right. And so want. at that point, it's not it's not an act of initiating aggression. It is right. self-defense and like survival at that Correct. point. And, and it's just a, uh, you know, I don't I don't uh, I, I respect people who will, you know, go on uh, starvation campaigns or, you know, uh, sit ins and things like that. But like that ain't me. Uh, you know, I'm not a. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lay down in front of the tank. Nope. I'm not. I'm not gonna lay down in front of the tank. I'm gonna do like they did in Red Dawn. I'm gonna jump on top of that bitch and throw a grenade in the in the in the top of it. And yeah. And wave enjoy it enjoy that grenade, high. fella. You feel me? Like <laughs> so. I, <clears throat> so we are uh, at our hour mark, and I know yeah. Jeff needs to get going. Um, Jeff, I want to point something out to uh, both our. Um, listeners and and to you frankly um i do think that of the people that we've talked to you are one of the most important voices that we've talked to and the reason for that is because you're relatively mainstream and you've already like like i talked earlier when we started you got to be an anarchist inside first and then you can turn things around you're already there we we showed that the last time you were on and and you've more proven it this this time as well you're mm-hmm. an anarchist inside we may disagree but ship that doesn't matter uh, what what anarchy means to you is what anarchy means to you i'm not here forcing you to to have right. whatever opinion that is but um but because you're relatively mainstream, you can get to those people that aren't, you weren't, you know, most people that are mainstream are not going to watch a podcast called Aquarian Anarchy. They're just not going to, but they might go to red state and they might read your, your articles, which by the way, I do suggest people mm-hmm. do that. You have some wonderful work out there, mm-hmm. um, but I think you are. Right. And I think you are very important um, to the movement of freedom because you touch lives that we never will. And yes, I think people can come here, learn things, meet people, find uh, a way to develop their ideas. But you're getting those people. I think that is extremely valuable and we need more people like you. So I want to mm-hmm. thank you for being out there, for being um, that guiding light of beauty and strength and love and compassion that you are. And I want to thank you. And I also want to congratulate you for getting some firearms. That's awesome. <laughs> and look, so, Marcus wants to say thank you. I want to say you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that picture it will go down in history. Uh, man, I colonized your arm, man. You saw how white it looks. Look yeah, at that. Look at that. What's on top of your head? Black. What time? What What do you look at when you asleep? Black. So guess what? 
nigga power. So, <laughs> with that being said, yeah. subscribe to the Patreon and support a nigga. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate you, Jeff. This has been great, and uh, and uh, don't troll me like that again. That, that was uh, you had me. I thought I, I if, it, if I ever put breaking in front of a, a tweet, it's, it's satire. It's unless satire. I say different, unless, unless say I say different. different in the tweet. But it, yeah, if it, okay. if it says if it says breaking, it's yeah. it's gonna be satire. Nice. You killed me, Good man. You killed me. That was that was well done though. What, do you, what did you end up with? That that thing blew up. I think it's been shared like three thousand times, over three thousand times. I think, and, least, it, and I think it's still going. Yeah, it's still it's still going. Wonderful. I put my "Let's Go Brandon" article uh, beneath it because um, I thought it would be funny. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but no, that's that's great. So yeah, so uh, well done. Very very good job, Griftmaster get your, Supreme. That was good shit. Thank and get you. your "Let's Go Brandon" T-shirt at Aquarian Anarchy Store. That's right. Thanks for right. <laughs> What's up, Natasha? We see you. Um, all right. With that, I'm Chad. You see Marcus and Nico. We appreciate y'all coming out every Wednesday. Don't forget. And uh, go check out Jeff's stuff. All the links are in the description below. And uh, thank you again, Jeff, for coming on. We appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Yeah, we welcome all the time. Mm -hmm. Stay free, everybody. <laughs>